Welcome to Wake the Bear Radio with your host, Brandon Johnson, Chris Hurst, and Ron Powers. Hey there, Um, welcome to Wake the Bear Radio. Tonight is a very special night. We got Chris, Brandon, and Ron on, but we have Jake Lang on our show tonight. Uh, Jake is a uh, political prisoner, 28-year-old. He's been in D.C. Gulag for over a thousand days. Uh, I think it's like, like almost like 1,094 days uh, since early 2021. Um, he has not had due process. Um, there's He's been in POW conditions in a D.C. jail. He's been a voice of truth regarding what really happened that day. Now that some of the actual footage has actually been released from that day, it's very clear that the FBI and collaborating bad actors instigated and provoked a peaceful unarmed crowd um and of course the people there were people that died that day and they were not police officers they were people human people that were there to protest and uh, jake witnessed some of that and saw what happened and so we're uh, really excited to have you on tonight jake thank you for being here go for it jake guys god bless you thank you guys for having me it's uh Mm -hmm. it's been a while since i've been on wake the bear it's good to be with the California audience. Um, huge conservative movement happening in California. Some people are predicting Trump's going to have a shot over there by um, how bad the conditions have gotten. The socialism and Marxism uh, have just pervaded. Uh, and I and I pray for your guys, um, you know, deliverance from that. As you guys pray for my deliverance from Washington D.C. jail gulag. So God bless. Um, It's uh, it's a blessing to be here tonight. Well, it's great to have you on here. I think the Bible uses the word deliverance like 46 times. So the word deliverance is definitely the word that we want to use tonight. Uh, We really believe that God is at work and he is going to bring about deliverance here, uh, both from this nation being being under the oppression of communism and um, you being in a in a in a jail cell. Uh, for being a being a peaceful protector and someone that was in that crowd that day that was just trying to protect and keep the peace, we know we definitely realize that you were um, mistreated and you're being been mistreated for over three years. How many days you've been in there now, Jake? Uh, it's been three years and like fifteen days now. Um, you know, about two of those three years have been in solitary confinement. Uh, we've been you know going strong through God's grace walking in faith, not by sight, knowing that um, he's working something out in the, the American the American system here, uh, kind of um, like when you get a fever, your body gets a fever, and it's trying to destroy some of the, the bacteria or virus that's keeping it sick, and so right now we're seeing the symptoms of like an American fever here, and um, you know, the tough will survive, the body, the good cells, the good, the good people of the Lord, will survive even through the high temperatures uh, like a re, uh, like a tree planted by living water. Uh, it does not shy away from the beating down of the sun. Uh, it just digs its roots down deeper into the water. So are the Jan Sixers. Wow, that's a really great illustration. The one that comes to mind also is the cycle of the judges. When, when the people of Israel turned away from God multiple times, God let them be under the persecution of evil and they cried out, and I think we're we're entering into a time right now where the people of America, the people of California, of all the states, are crying out for God to do something to move and to to get rid of this despotism and tyranny that's going on in our country. Yeah. So, so Jake, tell tell us what are, what are the conditions uh, right now that you are in 
Uh, I know that you, what, the other times you were in solitary confinement, what, what is it like now? Is it, um, is there still a lot of abuses or, or what you feel like? Or I'm still, I'm still in solitary, uh, Ron. I'm still in solitary oh, confinement. Wow. I'm, I'm down in the basement level of Washington, D.C. jail gulag and what's called the hole. Um, I'm down here right now with Sally, one of my Gen 6 brothers, Zach Alam. Um, but I've been mostly in solitary before that. He just moved in here a few days ago because the, the jail is getting so consolidated. They're stuffing so many Jan Sixers into prison. The FBI, they're like lunatics following the orders of um, ravenous uh, Marxists attacking the American people and locking them up in the jail. They don't know where to put us anymore. So they're stuffing us two and three deep in uh, these, these little eight by ten cages. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. And and was the temperature? I, I had heard something that the temperature when it was really cold, what a week or two ago, that uh, you were not being accommodated for. You know, as far as heat, is it pretty? How was that? Oh, yeah, the, the cold snap was insane. Yeah, the cold snap was insane. I mean, um, we were hunkered down in our cells about you know four layers on. Um, I had like a, a thermal sweatshirt wrapped around my head. And I'm doing my interviews and I'm working on the tablet. Felt like I was just sitting outside. I mean, it was it was cold, but you know, I don't like to just sit and complain. I mean, yeah, that's very inhumane. That's cruel and unusual punishment. It's an abridgment of our constitutional rights. The truth needs to be spoken. But no one ever said being a Jan Sixer was going to be easy. And you know, being a patriot and being one who stands up against tyranny, you have to expect um, the worst levels of adversity from the government who's trying to break your spiritual willpower and, and destroy your convictions and, um, you know, just, uh, basically break, break you down and the stronger we stand and we, you know, proclaim out loud that, you know, whether I live or die or whether, uh, I'm tortured or I'm, I'm set free, you know, we're doing it all in the name of the Lord and he's still our God, whether, uh, you know, the heat turns on in the jail or the heat doesn't, um, uh, we're still patriots and we're still going to stand and, and, do what's right in the face of evil and not back down and break and surrender and uh, keel over to the tyrants. Mm. Wow. That's amazing. That Wow. Your, your heart and your passion and for God and for, for country are just blows me away, man. We're just so thankful to have you on here and to have you share what's going on. Uh, we do notice like since the last time we talked there, it was made aware that there were 44,000 hours of uh, video that, had not been released. And then there's another 80 hours of video that's not been made public. And uh, the, the new speaker, Mike Johnson promised to release that. Do you know much about the new releasing of the footage? I mean, I have some of it posted on my, my Twitter and posted on my Facebook page saying, Hey, this was never released in the beginning. Has that made any difference at all? Or do you, you know, what do you know about that? Uh, speaker Johnson in his official capacity has done practically nothing for the January Sixers um, whatsoever. Um, less than 1% of 1% of uh, the 44,000 hours of video has been released through the official channels. All of the video that we've been able to conglomerate as a community for the last three years has really been through, um, you know, like leaks. People, they'll get their discovery and, you know, it'll change hands a few times. Then all of a sudden they'll end up on some random rumble channel or, you know, different uh, body camera footage has become available through different FOIAs and different court. Uh, people putting them down as exhibits on their court filings, and then they become publicly available. But through the official channels of Speaker Johnson releasing video that maybe 
you know, the full encompassing 44,000 hours of video is nothing. There's probably out there floating around probably, you know, a thousand or 2000 hours of video, maybe a little more that the Jan Sixers in our community has been able to rifle through. And just through that, that's where you see, you know, my documentary and other documentaries coming out of and all the viral videos you're seeing of police brutality. But a lot of the, the most nefarious video that shows, you know, some of the things that we've been claiming, you know, the Fed direction, the federal assets and the confidential human sources, um, and, and those things, different angles inside the Capitol, they don't want you to see people orchestrating the events and stuff. Those videos have been purposely obfuscated from view from the American people, Mike Johnson, um, and those who are in power in Washington, D.C., the, and have a smell of the swamp on them. Do not want those videos getting out. Um, it, uh, there was, you know, the consequences are too grave for all those involved. Everyone's going to get their hand caught in the cookie jar, but, um, you know, we know it and we, we have enough video to already prove what we're saying to be true. You know, we've caught, um, so much through investigative journalism and investigative video work that we have, you know, pretty much all we need by far to exonerate us. If our juries were at all, uh, interested in the, in, in justice and not in making political statements from the pulpit, um, we would have uh, an overturn, you know, pretty much all of these cases would be overturned on their merit with the video evidence that we have, uh, police brutality, self-defense, um, incitement, uh, entrapment, you know, all of these different very legitimate legal principles and uh, legal arguments are easily proved, but you're going in front of a jury that's blind. Literally, they hate you and they have preconceived notions and they're not willing to turn from their uh, prejudices. Yeah, let's talk a bit about that. The the yeah. jury, there's a, uh, I think you sent us to a, a site that shows a study that just came out um, that was done by, um, what's the name, Triton. And they show that there's uh, irrefutable that you cannot get a fair trial in D.C. right now. Is that is that right? Yeah, that was uh, that was such a godsend. Um, my team and I at uh, J6 Truth, which has been fighting from the beginning for, you know, getting the truth out about January 6th, commissions this polling for a change of venue motion, which is a court filing that it's a pretrial motion that many, many people do for many reasons, um, not just January 6ers, but um, it's actually quite common that um, the media saturation in a particular area of negative media attention um, becomes so overwhelming to the population there, to the, the jury pool there, that they just have a extreme prejudice and extreme bias that's like inherently baked into them and they can't shake it no matter what facts are presented to them. And so in many criminal trials, especially ones that are, you know, the, uh, the alleged perpetrator has basically been broadcasted on news media for, you know, months and months, in our case, years and years, uh, the judge makes the judicious decision, um, which is the right one because it protects the constitutional right to a fair and impartial jury trial. He makes a decision. All right, let's move this trial a few counties over where the citizens haven't been bombarded with negative media saturation. And what, in, in our case, it's the same thing, except for we might not be able to get a fair trial in any major city in America, but particularly the most by far Washington, DC, the residents here, feel personally attacked. They have been completely brainwashed by the January 6th Select Committee, 
Liz Cheney and the Democrat propaganda show. You have one minute remaining. Washington Post, um, New York Times, and MSNBC, CNN, they have done their job to completely brainwash the population here. And uh, when I call back, let's go through some of the numbers that we have here of this polling that has been, you know, groundbreaking in the Gen 6 community. Uh, it's something that we've been screaming from the rooftops for years, that the jury pools are biased, but now we have the numbers to back it up, and the numbers are truly astonishing. Great. That sounds good. We've got it called up, so I guess we'll wait for your call back. And uh, but I'll we be have back in a minute or two. Thanks. Sounds good. Thank wow! 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 Yeah, what's so amazing about that? Boy, that's that's stark, isn't it? When you hear a voice that cuts you off, you know he has to pay for his minutes too. So that's part of us wanting to to help support the J6ers and. Uh, it's just a travesty. Uh, one of the questions on this poll was um, January 6th was an insurrection. Would you, how many would agree with that in Washington, D.C.? And 85.8% agreed. He's talking about trying to get a fair trial in Washington, D.C. And this poll uh, shows evidence and clear data that he would not, that there is clear bias. Regardless of what they did, anyone who participated in events at the Capitol on J6 should serve prison time 68.7 percent agree so that that is crazy and then the third one is that it's important that those who participate in j6 are punished to the full extent of the law 86.4 percent so yeah i mean no wonder they're trying to get a change of venue for his trial he's asking to go to new york which is his home state so, so if they if they participated at all in the events of January 6, meaning that they just were there, mm-hmm. they should be punished to the full extent of the law. Yeah, I mean, listening to the just being there at the rally and listening to the the uh, Trump speech. Yeah, that's yeah, that's very different. Crazy. So, so the numbers themselves don't disqualify it. It's it's when those numbers are compared to a baseline, which would be the whole country. Do right. they match what the whole country believes? Um, or are they very different? And in this case, they are very different. I don't know what those numbers are across the, you know, the whole United States, but it's nothing like this. Um, yeah, there's no way. And the reality okay. is, okay. Okay, Jake, we got you back. American flag, it annoys me. We're not, we're not, we're not either. Hey guys. Okay. Welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, we went over the first three set of numbers, Jake. Um, the 85% that agree it was insurrection. The 68% that say any participation should be served present time. And then the other one was, um, I think it was the important that those who are, who are participated at all should be punished to the fullest extent of the law. 86.4% on that. Just ridiculous. This These numbers are, are, show that there's a major bias. I'm thinking to myself, how can you get a fair trial in DC, which by the way, isn't actually a state of the union. It's the, the seat of government that's actually prosecuting. So the, the per people that live there are, are, do not really, aren't really appear a, a jury of your peers in a lot of ways. hundred percent. I mean, it's, it's kind of like, um, I don't know, the, the place of te- like the tentacles that are, I mean, the federal government, we know right now we're going to see it transpire here with the 25 states that are backing 
uh, the protecting of our borders and Joe Biden, the federal government trying to, you know, uh, basically take away state sovereignty. And so we know that Washington, D.C. is like a sovereign like nation of its own um, that is influencing its tentacles of power, trying to usurp power over the states. But, you know, in our way of governance and the way that God has it, the individual is the most sovereign. And from there, it kind of goes up in, in lesser power. But, you know, the federal government should be the least power of anything. Then the state, then you got your county and you got your individual. And, you know, that's the way it should be. But they, they're flipping the script just as the devil tries to do and um, reverse mirror image everything God does and uh, give all the power to the federal government instead of the states and to the individuals. But we digress. We know we should all know that if you guys have been listening to Wake the Bear Radio and don't know that the federal government is an <laughs> evil force that's usurping power over the whole country. I don't know what you guys uh, need to listen up a little a little better, but we know that. And yeah. these people are not our peers. They're bureaucrats. They're the elitist class. Um, they hate America. They're Marxists. Our entire jury pool is tainted, not just because they don't like Jan Tixers, but because they don't like our Constitution. These are the same people that would tear it up and replace it with some type of communist manifesto if they had the opportunity. So the numbers here are shocking. Um, they're understandable because we know who we're dealing with. But when you're talking about nearly 80, 90% congruence, 90% of people are agreeing on something, that's something that doesn't happen in real life ever. I mean, you get 100 people in a room, try to get 90% of them, 90 of them, to agree on any one thing. That just doesn't happen. Um, the fact that D.C. is so in alignment with railroading and persecuting Donald Trump and his supporters shows that the brainwashing has worked like better than, you know, we could ever possibly have imagined before. Yeah, that is amazing. Those numbers. It's it's really hard to believe just how high they are. And uh, yeah, yeah, we've got other numbers you guys haven't gone through yet. Um, how about this one? So you guys read the 85.8% believe it was an insurrection. 80% of D.C. residents are jury pool. Um, believes uh, it was January 6th was an act of domestic terrorism. Um, domestic terrorism is very serious. We know what domestic terrorism looks like in this country. Boston pipe bombings, people being ripped to shreds, blown up, innocent um, women and children, you know, being uh, killed and, 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 and shredded up and, you know, God forbid, all kinds of shootings and whatnot. Um, no police officers died on January 6th. Only four unarmed American people died. I would say the act of domestic terrorism was the Capitol Police Force that turned its weapons on the peaceful crowd and killed four of us. But we digress from that question to one of the most important ones on the, the entire survey. Question 16 was asked like this. The penalty for insurrection, treason, or committing an act of domestic terrorism is life imprisonment or death, which would be a fair punishment for anyone who participated in any of the events of January 6th, 48% of D.C. jurors agree with that statement. That's wow. literally right down the line. 50% of my jurors believe I, I should be put to death or imprisoned for life. Just for This is not for criminal conduct. This doesn't say for shattering windows. This doesn't say for getting in melees with police officers. Mm -hmm. This says for anyone who participated in any of the events of January 6th, that means peaceful protesters standing on the lawn of the Capitol, waving American flags, participating in the event of January 6th. 
D.C. residents believe, right at 50% down the middle, that those people, my brothers and sisters, should be in, locked in a cage for life or be put to death in a firing squad. Wow, that is just, that's a, scary, and it's amazing that there would be that many people in that that town. Wow. That that must have really hit you like a ton of bricks when you, you saw that. Well, yeah. I mean, you think a question like that as far as, you know, the, the question of life or death, putting somebody to death or encaging them for the rest of their life in a, in a prison cell, that you would get an extremist, small strand of extremists, 2%, 3% would think that that would be a reasonable punishment for trespassing uh, in the people's house. You know, that would be something you'd be like, all right, yeah, you know, there's obviously a couple outliers and a couple loony bins out there. But when you have 50% of the population that is talking about killing and engaging people who, who basically just protested at our nation's capital, you're not talking about a bias any longer. You're talking about extremists. These people are not just partial. You know, we, we're, we're guaranteed a right to an impartial jury. It's not that they're just, oh, they're just partial. They're just, a, you know, prejudiced. They're just a little biased. We're talking about extremists. These people want to see us dead. Wow. Yeah, that's, uh, we've got work to do. I don't know yeah. if that town could be salvaged, to be honest. Some of the, some of the footage, uh, Jake, that we saw. I mean, we saw now the footage of police officers throwing uh, smash bomb uh, charges into the crowds, hitting people, which were knocking them senseless. I mean, killing one guy. They were throwing them into the crowd, a peaceful crowd, like, and they were just throwing them, just aimlessly chucking them in there. Well, that was not released till just recently, just a few months ago. And I know that Tucker Carlson also tried to release more. And then he got fired from from Fox, basically, because he was uh, interviewing the police chief's son about what was really happening and that they never aired that interview. He had to go on his own on X and and, and do that interview. Yeah. Yeah. The, the cover up, guys, the cover up yeah. of January 6th is all you need to know that it was a complete setup. The fact that, you know, Yogananda Pittman. Um, who was number two underneath uh, police chief son um, had so much to do with not sharing the Intel that she received from the fed, the feds, um, FBI and, you know, other Intel resources um, purposely leaving the Capitol vulnerable and understaffed and, mm -hmm. you know, taking away the Capitol police officers helmets uh, a few weeks before January 6th, Epic times reported and just time and time again, you know, multiple, um, undercover police officers, plainclothes police officers found in the crowd um, and other federal assets, you know, urging and insisting people do things uh, like go inside the Capitol or, or, you know, attack or whatnot. I mean, we've done, we the people have investigated January 6th ourselves. And obviously we have such a large supporter base, tens of millions, probably even closer to a hundred million Americans or more support the January Sixers. That number did not start out that way. You know, the few days after January Six, you had you know Ted Cruz and you know Mitt Romney and all these you know swamp monsters coming forward saying January Six was a terrible day. The people that perpetrated blah 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 domestic terrorists. Now everyone's changing their tune. Donald Trump's calling on us political hostages. Marjorie Taylor Greene's even retweeting me on Twitter. Um, 
the American people and the fidelity and their fact-finding ability and their ability to change their point of view and change their opinion when presented with real facts should never be underestimated. And I'm really grateful to the American people who have went and done the hard work of reviewing the video data, mm-hmm. reading the, the investigative journalist reports from Gateway Pundit, from people like you guys that, that platform the Jan Sixers and let me tell my my story from the inside the gulag. I mean, we've made a concerted effort as a nation to um, rewrite the stolen history of January 6th and rewrite mm-hmm. the truth of it. And for that, I applaud everyone in the audience and you guys hosting tonight because we're working right now to right the wrongs that the deep state and uh, the fascist uh, federal government have perpetrated against American people. Amen. Yeah. You know, uh, Representative Clay Higgins has done a lot recently in just being very vocal about just how many undercover uh, officers were in the crowd. I think he was saying at least 200, uh, if not more even. And uh, I think that was with uh, Tucker Carlson. So it was a mm-hmm. large audience that gets red pilled and, and is getting woken up uh, because he, he's been successful. We had a friend in ministry, uh, a man named Torben Sondergaard, who was an evangelist who got thrown into prison for over a year for no reason. Um, and it was a political thing from, he came from Denmark and he, he was released, but it was Clay, uh, Re- representative Clay Higgins that brought it in front of uh, Congress and said, this is a Christian persecution right now. And, and so uh, anyway, and, and now he's speaking up with J six. So I'm, I'm hoping that there's the next truth that comes from that. He, he was released the next day. I mean, Torben was right after that was on brought yeah, to the floor. Yeah, after that of, had happened. The, the Senate. Yeah, and then the other um, guy that was released. There's the other guy that was that was released as soon as that video came out that he was being ushered around by, um, by people. Oh, the shaman. Um, yeah, the shaman. Uh, I forgot his name, but yes. So more. More footage. I know that uh, with the Oath Keepers, they uh, they were you know they got like eighteen years and stuff, and and they were accused of being uh, you know confronting a police officer, the Capitol Police, and the officer said a bunch of stuff that wasn't true, and then it was starting to look like the officer was going to lose the argument, and so he said, "I've got a personal witness," uh, and through all the camera footage, they found that that witness was actually across the street in another building. And by the time he got over to the Capitol building, it was 10 minutes after the quote six minute incident. And those guys were already had left. And and then the footage itself showed that they were not harassing the uh, officer. So he perjured himself. I can't remember his name, but that, that made uh, at least the conservative news yeah. outlets. And so uh, truth is coming out, you know, it may not let everybody out each time, but it, it wakes up more people and the tide, you know, this uh, DC, survey is definitely not reality with the rest of the country. I think the more and more people are waking up and supporting you guys. And that's my prayer at least. Um, so uh, let's move on to Amen. some of the other things you're doing, Jake. I know that you had a ble- yeah, blessed news is one of them. Um, and some other projects, whatever project uh, you want to talk about and, and how we can support mm-hmm. you, how our listeners can support. We just, uh, just freely talk of what you want to do. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, we have um, BlessNewsTV.com that has recently come out. Um, we have like 50-some-odd channels on there, some of the best conservative and Christian hosts. I mean, we've got Flashpoint with Gene Bailey and um, Victory News on there. We also have pe- people like uh, Pete Santilli, Stu Peters, um, 
uh, Wayne Allen Root and Lou Dobbs. I mean, we've got amazing, amazing hosts on there. The Gateway Pundit has three different channels on there. Um, a new uh, TV show that we came out with uh, with exclusive interviews from the Gateway Pundit called the Gateway Exclusives. Um, I mean, the, the lineup's just growing every single day. And Vander Steele and I mean, you name it, the, the best people are on there. So it's kind of like a... a you have one minute remaining. But it's free, and uh, we're going to have Wake the Bear Radio on there. That's here, right. Very soon, hopefully, we're going to upload this episode and, and start to have your guys' channel on there. So if anybody wants to check that out, that's oh. blessnewstv.com, and uh, it's a great resource. I mean, uh, honestly, I, uh, I'm really proud of what my team put together, and I can't wait to watch it grow. Yeah, it's amazing. I've been As you're talking, I've been scrolling through all the lineups, you know, and Vandersteel, uh, Stu Peters, like you said, and these are big names, uh, you know, RPN news or Zach Payne. He's a great guy. Uh, R- Raiklin, uh, we've had Raiklin on our show before and he's a brilliant, brilliant person. So yes, you've got some really good quality people here. Uh, lots and lots of names I'm already Thank familiar you. with. So you've done an amazing job. Thank you. Uh, we're very impressed with what you've done. That's the power. That's, God does that from yes. behind prison bars. He can do that. He can do if you if you doubt His power for one second. Just look. At- Thank you for using Global Telling. Well, <laughs> looks like we lost Jake. Just he yeah, may he, or may not call back. Who knows? We'll see. I think one more call he might do. He wow. Might do Wow, so, wow, wow. But yeah, as we're looking through this, I mean, the, the lineup here is really uh, quite that impressive. Um, you know, some of them I haven't heard, which is now a new pool to to, to listen to, you know. Uh, but uh, yeah, definitely a really uh, a full lineup. You know, Flashpoint, Gene Bailey, I watch him uh, every week. Uh, now he's on three days a week, you know. There's Jake right there. Got Jake right there, the second one right there, you know, from the prison cell. I tell you, he's... Uh, He's really making it happen. You know, he's very inspiring. Um, you know, some people can go, woe is me, and I'd probably be one of those people. I don't know. But, you know, with, with being locked up in solitary uh, for so long and just saying yeah. I'm losing literally years of my life just rotting in a cell. And yet, you know, in the past he's talked about, you know, he has an exercise routine. is one hour out. He's out there trying to stay healthy. And then he's in the word. So his mind is being healthy. Mm-hmm. And he's really made a purpose. Uh purposeful to to stay in in tune with the lord and, and i i could feel it you know there's an anointing yeah. on that young man yeah um, he has a strong voice doesn't he i mean that's uh really all we can ascertain from from uh from is his voice since we can't see him but it i agree it makes me feel like i need to get off my butt and get some things done that i've been dreaming about so he's very inspirational and it's amazing what you can do with a good team. And when you, you stick with it, you, you're following what God has called you to do. So one of the things we could do is continue to pray for him, uh, pray for all the J6ers, but that he stays healthy, uh, that he gets the change of venue he needs, that he gets some support because um, having a constitutional independent attorney cost a lot of money. And so obviously you don't want to just have a, um, a public defender from DC defending you when the DC swamp is, they would be part of that 80%, 90% uh, that he was talking about. Um, It just breaks your heart to think of, 
uh, how hard it is for them, but he is taking it like a refining fire. And uh, I mean, when he went to DC, he had no idea that uh, something like this was going to happen. And so make sure out of sight is not out of mind. And uh, we will be posting on our website in our show notes how you can support uh, the J6ers. And you can, um, they'll also be his dad, Ed, Edward Lang, I think is his dad, as a P.O. box in New York. So if you want to get a letter to Jake, you can send it to his dad. We'll make sure that we um, post that as well as you yeah. can write checks for the J6 Legal Fund. And 100% of that money goes to attorney fees to defend them. Yeah. And well, it's important. I mean, if you think about you're, you're going your way in life, you go to work and you know you do what everyone else is doing, and all of a sudden you're stripped from that and you were doing something good. It wasn't even like a crime. You were doing something supporting America and stuff. And, and you lose your job because you know, because you've been taken and then all of a sudden you have no way to pay your mortgage. Most people don't have a house paid off or rent. And, and so all these pressures come. And so these people are really struggling. Well, the last thing they, they can do is to pay for a good defense. And that's what they really need. It's probably number one priority. I got to get out of this gulag. And, uh, and so a defense attorney. And so, uh, you know, and I, I was very hesitant in saying this, but I, I'm saying it because you said I should say it to to encourage mm -hmm. others. But, you know, at the end of the year, I was thinking, oh, yeah, I, I need to do some donations. And and uh, even though it wasn't a tax write off, I, you know, the very end of the year, I decided that was the first thing that came to my mind was Jake Lang, actually. You know, and I, I give to missions and, and the work of the Lord. And, and I thought that this is the work of the Lord. You know, these are people that, you know, God wants freedom. He wants people to live in freedom and he's the true source of freedom. Uh, he doesn't like it when people, you know, lord over and, and, and constrict and it, it just, it's always destructive. And so these people were standing up for, for freedom, something that the Lord really holds dear and they paid a heavy price. So I feel like it is supporting a missionary, uh, you know, a missionary and, and just his example. I mean, there, he's encouraged a lot of people from behind the bars. You know, not everyone was at Jake's level of mm -hmm. strength and the spiritual and mental strength uh, like he was. So um, definitely J6. Uh, we'll, and we will have those, uh, the, the way you can support J6ers um, in our show notes. Yeah, there's yeah, also you know, another way. Uh, and that's, um, we'll get that website too, that, you know, they have a commissary fee and uh, they they don't get anything. They don't get toothpaste. They don't get a toothbrush without the commissary and they have to pay for that. And mm -hmm. they, so they have, they need people to put, you know, 20, 30, $40 on their commissary so they could have a pack of gum or, you know, whatever is available to, um, I, I'm sure it's not very, it's not very luxurious, but nope. uh, at least it's something. And so that's another way to support them, just to give them some, some uh, comforts of what's in the commissary. Yeah. You know, yeah. one of the things you, you talked about, Chris, uh, before the show was that and you, one of the questions we didn't get to ask him, but that the pro that prosecutor Graves is announced that he recently that he's going to arrest another thousand more people that were just present at the D.C. rally who didn't enter the Capitol. They just happened to be present there. Um, and this uh, was a huge thing. Um, 
Marjorie Taylor Greene, I think, introduced articles of impeachment on that prosecutor. So this this war is not over. They are they're they're pressuring it even further. And I think we really just need to continue to pray for Jake, pray for the J6ers, pray for our nation, you know, wake the bear, pray for California. I mean, obviously, we're our, fo- our emphasis on California, but it's pretty clear whatever whatever way uh, California goes, so goes the nation. And of course, the same thing with D.C. and New York, whatever. Uh, a lot of the most wicked uh, policies that are enacted in this country begin in California and in New York or D.C. So we I think we really need to be praying for these guys, uh, giving to what's going on, being aware, spreading this information, getting the information out about blessed TV, getting people. And, and the key is, it's not just getting it to our friends who are already awake. We need to be giving it to our friends who are asleep and say, do you do you not realize that we are in the middle of a war now? If there were bombs falling out of the sky, uh, we would always, everybody would be talking about this every day. But the type of war we're in is fifth generational warfare. It's all informational warfare. It's 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 lawfare, and 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 we are seeing uh, you know tragedy and victims every day of of this uh, beast. This has octopus. That's the federal government, and we're we're going to need to see like a convention of states or something very soon to push back on this. Um, you know, I, I, I do remember seeing uh, recently uh, Trump, it was two nights ago, he was being interviewed and someone cried out from the interview, hey, in a, in a crowd, release the Jan Sixers. And he looks at the looks at him and he points and he says, we will. And yeah. like, we know that there's good people fighting. We know that Trump and his team and others are fighting, but he, he, they can't do it on their own. They need mm-hmm. us to be helping. Yeah, and that whole idea about um, Graves saying that, we're going to just, it it was like, now we're going into phase two of our investigation of those those insurrectionists who went to Washington, D.C. for the Trump rally. Uh, And uh, so it it is just to put fear and intimidation and control and um, the censorship on people so that they're afraid to go anywhere. They're afraid to have any opinions. They're afraid to post on social media. They're afraid that if they go through a Homeland security checkpoint at a, at a airport, they're going to be singled out because they have been targeted. Uh, even if they've just bought something at uh, Bass Pro or, or bought a Bible online, we found out last week, we talked a little bit about that the letters that have, been the FBI was instructed to pull documents, uh, financial records, and Venmo, and uh, what is that other uh, pay for um, pay a platform uh, that that they were able to go through, and if they had any certain things that had Trump in it or MAGA in it or uh, looked like they had some religious material that they were purchasing that they were targeted. They were to be targeted. Yeah, it's interesting here what you're talking about, Chris, because the reality is, is what we have going on right now is like the brown shirts of Nazi Germany. Uh, they used um, groups of people to, to enact physical violence on the crowds to stop them from revolting and pushing back and having their rallies. They would show up and start fights and so they're using what we basically have today is, is media brown shirts and lawfare brown yeah. shirts, like threatening and intimidating the American people so that they won't push back. They won't fight back so that they that they can get enough done um, 
you know, behind the scenes and enough done out in front that it would scares people to death to not even try to fight. And we, we cannot give in to this intimidation, this fear and intimidation. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Did you read, um, uh, I was trying to follow up on Ray Epps this week because I thought, what happened to him? And so I followed up and it sounds like he just finished up his court case and I don't know what state he was, but uh, the prosecutor was actually defending him. And uh, let me just put one of uh, this. I know it's hard to read this, but some of the things that uh, the prosecutor said. Anyway, Ray Epps ended up walking out free. He was wow. not charged with um, any jail time at all. And uh, basically what the prosecutor said that he has suffered quite enough uniquely and he hopes that he will now be able to live in peace that he was uh, basically hounded out of his home hounded out of his town and uh, that he lived like a fugitive for a while and so basically he felt like uh, he was a victim and that uh, his victim he was victimized full of this widespread conspiracy theory and that he had just suffered enough. So it just, once again, we see this two-tier justice system. And I don't know if maybe one of you want to remind our listeners who Ray Epps is in case they've forgotten. Well, he, Ray, Ray Epps has all the signs of a CIA asset or FBI asset, um, infiltrator, infiltrating uh, conservative groups. And then when it actually came down to the wire the night before, he was on the streets trying to convince all of the people that they needed to go into the Capitol. And here's a guy who literally was, was, was asking people if, if anyone's an insurrectionist, Ray Epps is an insurrectionist. Yeah. And then the people on the street go, wait, no, that doesn't sound right. And then they start yelling fed, 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 because this guy can't. And he's like, Oh, peacefully into the Capitol peacefully. And like, no, this guy, you, people sniffed him out. He, he was definitely in my opinion. And, and this is just my personal opinion that he has uh big ties into the the federal government um, yeah i mean he I, I don't know if he had a bullhorn but pretty close to it there's a lot of video of him shouting very loud to people like we need to go let's go take over you yeah know, it's over there. that's our problem go there and then literally there's one moment where the very first breach was took place while donald trump was still speaking 45 minutes mm -hmm. away he got it in the ear of a couple young men and goes Psh and those men then turned around and breached the cap, breached the 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 bike racks right after mm -hmm. him, speaking in their ears. It, it, it's just you know, and they're trying to say yeah. this is some sort of a conspiracy theorist, conspiracy theory that it, it 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 the pieces make sense. Well, what made me sick was here he is, like he's a cool dude, like an ex seal or something. He's coming across as I'm a leader, I'm a military guy. He's dressed in his camo stuff. Then when he gets caught. He grabs his wife for the interview and he starts crying and trying to look as old and decrepit and helpless as he could, uh, just saying, oh, that I didn't, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to do anything wrong when I was there. And it was just sickening how, you know, what a two-faced, uh, yellow belly sapsucker he was. There you go. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yes. So I was, you know, when I saw his interview, it's like, Oh, it just made me want to gag. But, yeah. um, but anyway, 
you know, I, I do have yet. a theory. I have a theory where he is. I think he might be on a truck going to a convoy to yep. Texas to yep. stir up a little more trouble. Right. Well, people are going to point him out pretty quick. He's, yeah. you know, he's, he's too, uh, too known now. Yeah. Too known as a traitor. You know, when I was mentioning earlier about the uh, chief of police, you know, it was about the Oath Keepers. So the Oath Keepers were kind of accredited as the the ones that kind of led, quote, this insurrection. And and David Lazarus is the one who gave this false testimony. And it was the beginning of actually October when it happened. And, and uh, you know, I don't know whatever happened to David Lazarus. I don't, I, I mean, it was pretty, pretty clear that he, he was proved to be lying under oath, mm -hmm. uh, where he was at. Um, but I did not hear anything about him getting sentenced at all, which is really frustrating because here's a guy that, you know, his word basically saved this Capitol police guy, you know, backing up, you know, two witnesses. Right. And, uh, they asked him point blank, are these the four men that were harassing that Capitol police? Yes. Those are the ones I saw it happen. I was there. And then, mm -hmm. With the beauty of all this released video or the little bit that has gotten out so far, they were able to uh, timestamp everything. And literally when that was happening, and in fact, those four Oath Keepers were not facing that police officer. They were actually facing the crowd, trying to get in between the crowd that was getting riled up and this police officer. So they were actually trying to do good, trying to keep things uh, you know, down, at least according to their testimony and the pictures. But at that timestamp, this guy, uh, David Lazarus, is across the street in another building. Mm. And so then they follow him down the halls, all closed circuit TV, in the subway, making his way over to the Capitol building. And by the time he makes it there, it's like 10 minutes after this so-called six-minute interaction. And, mm. of course, a six-minute interaction was all caught on tape as well, and it doesn't yeah. support and so he clearly was lying, uh, committing perjury and, you know, to tier justice system. And I, I hope I hope when Trump gets back that the book will be thrown at all of these liars and snakes. And, you know, I mean, it, it violates even the basics of uh, the Ten Commandments. Thou shall not bear yeah. false witness. Right. You know, if you have false witness, you don't have law. And if you don't have law, you don't have mm -hmm. order. And if you don't have order, you don't have security. And it just just deteriorates the whole foundation of any organization yeah. or any any structure. And people need structure in life. You know, we're born with a mother and father. It takes care of us, ideally. And and as we grow, we have things that are are structured and things that we can count on. But man, when you have false witness, it just throws. There's no right and wrong. Anything can happen. And that's mm -hmm. what the, these people are are doing to these poor J sixers. So anyway. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's not a uh, tactic that's new under the sun. There's no no new yeah. tactic under the sun. I mean, you go back to Ahab and Jezebel uh, riling up the crowd to fall, bear fault mm -hmm. witness about against uh, Naoth and his was it his vineyard and mm -hmm. uh, they stole his vineyard because of it and had him killed. So this is these are tactics that the the evil one has used and th those who are following the evil one have used many many times. So we, yeah, we just need to continue to pray and God, and ask God for his help, for his protection, mm -hmm. for, for deliverance. I mean, uh, you know, he said that tonight, Jake, you know, Jake is saying, Del deliver me from this, this, this place I'm in, this eight mm -hmm. foot you know, by 10 foot cell, mm -hmm. deliver these people who are in here with me and deliver this nation from 
tyranny. So, yeah. And another part of that two tiered justice system this week, Peter Navarro got his uh, sense sentencing for uh, basically denying the subpoena of the J six committee back when, um, back when uh, it was being held before in the previous Congress, when it was, uh, it was to total corruption before the weaponization of uh, the government committee was uh, put together last year. And Navarro, um, he's supposed to get four months and that's the same as um, uh, Ray Epps. Steve, Steve Bannon went because, and Steve Bannon is, uh, he is appealing his four months. So my guess is Peter Navarro will probably appeal his also, but Steve Bannon is supposed to still serve four months for not going in and, and saying that he had executive privilege. And that's the same as Peter Navarro. He, he said he had executive privilege, but uh, that committee um, is denying it. And so it looks like we'll see how the, the appeal goes. Hopefully they're not getting the appeal in DC. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you're Hunter Biden, then if you have something like that, you know, you probably won't even be held responsible for your uh, denying, uh, you know, their call. Yeah. What, now, what exactly, refresh my memory, what exactly did Peter Navarro do? He just, he was, um, he was a, a uh, advisor to Trump. Okay. And so they wanted to bring him in for questioning. I'm not, uh, it, it was all part of the J6 and uh, some sort of conspiracy uh, questioning. Um, and so he was deemed as one of Trump's closest advisors. And uh, he just said, no, I'm not coming in. Uh, I have, this man was the president of the United States. I was his close advisor, and that's covered by executive privilege. Right. Okay. Yeah. And I think I think here you also were kind of pointing out just the hypocrisy here that's going on. These G6ers are still in prison, uh, while Antifa they're announcing that they're going to pay two billion dollars in damages to people that were arrested for riots, for Antifa riots. Is that right? Yeah. 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 I mean, it's so hard to even fathom. You know, to to actually be willing to vote for a Democrat, uh, especially, it just it, this is all what they do. It just drives me nuts. I I have no words for it. That you know, people that do evil, they burned down, they literally harmed people, injured them, killed them in, in some of the instances, and this group as a whole gets money for being put in jail for a little bit. And then yeah. you get people like J6 that are still in jail for three years, taking a selfie, walking the Capitol. That's it. And they're still in prison cells. And then a thousand more may be in prison cells. And they're treated like like animals, like Jake had said, you know, when they had that cold snap. I remember hearing about that. And it was freezing. Uh, you know, there was no heat for them. I mean, just uh, very sad, very sad. What else is going on this week that, um, you know, we, there's distractions. I know there's this whole Taylor Swift thing, you know, and it's like, well, what's happening really? Let's not. Well, before know. we get to that, let's uh, talk about, because it's actually happening right now. It started on January 29th is um, 
the the trucker convoy yes. down to the Texas border. So it's supposed to happen between now and I think what February fourth. Uh, let me let me just put up this. So this yes. is February third, and so tonight's the 29th. and so the the convoy is beginning gun already and it's going to go to texas arizona and to california and uh, they're basically um protesting the open borders so uh, if you've been following anything about the farmers in europe god bless them they've been throwing mm -hmm. cow poo on the on the yes. <laughs> literally dumping the cow manure on the the legislature's steps in their their uh, capital cities and their on the freeways, but uh, our truckers are um, are convoying to the border to support uh, the National Guard. And uh, obviously, it was a big deal when uh, Governor Abbott, Greg Abbott, uh, he made that border proclamation to Biden when uh, the Supreme Court came out and said, you cannot put up razor wire, which is red flag, red flag. There's um, Roberts and uh, and I mean, you, you, something's wrong with the Supreme Court of the United States when we are not able to protect our borders. And so um, you've got to um, you've got to wonder what's going on in the Supreme Court right now. So, well, what, uh, I, what I heard about the Supreme Court was that the, the ruling was that the federal government has the right to take down razor wire if it is prohibiting the federal government for accessing the border. So, okay, so they have the right to take it. And then the the declaration of, of um, the federal government was now take it down. And then, of course, um, praise God for Governor Ray Abbott. He grew a spine in the last three years now, finally. And he's actually saying, no, we're not taking it down. Not only are we not taking it down, we're putting up more because we're going to stop this from happening any further. Mm -hmm. It's very interesting to see him shift on this because he could have done this three years ago. And yeah. now he's done it, doing it now. And so some people say, hey, you know, Greg, you know, Abbott is, you know, part of a different plan. He's or he let it happen for a while. We don't know. He did the right thing now. And that's what we care about. But the question is, why didn't he do it the last three years? And it's probably just because of, you know, didn't feel the, that he had the support. And now he realizes he does. Yeah, 25 that, states are, yes. are supporting his decision. Yeah, that's yep. good. Let me go over the three bullet points that he put in his proclamation yeah. and his border statement. He said, President Biden has violated his oath to faithfully execute immigration laws enacted by Congress. Instead of pr prosecuting immigrants for the federal crimes of illegal entry, President Biden has sent his lawyers into federal court to sue Texas for taking action to secure our borders. And the second bullet was, President Biden has instructed his agencies to ignore federal statutes that mandate the detention of illegal immigrants. The effect is to illegally allow their en masse parole into the United States. And the final bullet point was by wasting taxpayer dollars, hallelujah, brings this up, to tear open Texas's border security infrastructure, that's taking down Pres um, Trump's wall, President Biden has enticed illegal immigrants away from the 28 legal entry points along this state's southern border. 
bridges where nobody drowns and into dangerous waters of the Rio Grande. And so um, he just goes on and gives some constitutional um, uh, positions on it. And it was a beautifully drafted letter. And immediately 25 states said, we support you. And mm -hmm. his National Guard is down there. There are citizens. I don't know if you... You saw some pictures on social media like I did of um, citizens from other states who have state militias who want to go down and help. I'm not sure that's the best thing to do just uh, just because it, it sounds a little chaotic. But it, uh, I like the idea of the convoy. Yeah. Yeah. Now, my understanding was that they're actually not going all the way to the border. They're going and stopping like 30, mi 30 miles before the border and they're doing it in a town near the border so that they're rallying but they're not actually getting involved between the federal government's um okay. national guard and the state guard um which i think is super wise like don't get around where there can be an escalate you know, uh, you know escalation of violence go down there show the support show how big it is but not get involved in any way that they the federal government can try to turn the good guys into bad guys like they did in j6 yeah um, yeah yeah, that's why I said about Ray Epps. Is he dressed up as a trucker? Yeah, they'll probably <laughs> give him a truck. Marco Marks glasses on, like nobody will recognize me. Is this Greg Abbott's letter that you just read? Yes, it's a yeah. well-drafted, just beautifully written um, proclamation. Yeah, I'm going to go look at that up. 24th. Yeah, yeah we probably could put the PDF. It's, it's a PDF. We can put that on our uh, show notes. And if you have not seen the Tucker interview with uh, Congressman Clay Higgins, you know, he's the representative Republican from Louisiana. You have got to see that. Um, that man, he tore my heart as he was speaking of, you know, he's ex-military, ex-law enforcement and he said, I did not want to find the conclusion that I found, uh, but I followed the evidence. And uh, that's when he started laying out very, um, very candidly. And he used the, the I, he said, those that were behind J6 were deep state. He used that term operatives. And he said, you can't ignore the, um, the evidence, the FBI agents operating undercover were there in MAGA and Trump gear inside the Capitol building before any um, doors were opened. And he said he had uh, unrefutable evidence of that. And so, you know, some of the things that he has researched, he said, we have the evidence. And then he went on to say, you know, we could bring it out right now, but we have a DOJ um, and an FBI who are the enforcement arm of it, we can bring up the charges as Congress. That is our job. But we are unable to get them to police themselves. And unless that shifts, we're not going to get a change. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it, you get everyone's hopes up and then it just gets dashed because you have so much corruption. I think we need to wait till after the, uh, the election. We need both houses. Senate and the representatives and a president. And I think things are going to change really quick and uh, backlogged. <laughs> yeah. Another thing he said is that he really wants to see Mike Johnson release that. He says, Mike is a good man. He is very thorough. He's very careful, but he said, it's time to get the digital um, 
evidence out. And that includes um, uh, more than just the, the video. And he said, there are so many, you know, 44,000 hours. We need to crowdsource this is what he said. He said, the American people need to go through it. We don't have a staff big enough in any agency to go through all those hours and find out things, but the American people, they could crowdsource it. Yep. And I liked his attitude. It's like, you guys could take care of this. If yeah. they could, he could get Mike Johnson to release those 44,000 hours. Yeah. yeah. I mean, even, even uh, Tucker Carlson had the staff to do it and he couldn't do it. You know, he only could do the interview of, uh, you know, one interview with, um, he showed some of the video. Yeah, with the sun, right? So, yeah, I, I, I just see that there's a need for us to, to crowdsource it, like you said. And if anybody hasn't watched uh, Tucker Carlson on X, he's done like 65, 70 shows now of, of some of the most important interviews in American history, like interviewing um, Stephen Sund again because Fox canceled that interview and never showed it. Um, having, you know, that tells you something right there about Fox. Mm -hmm. I mean, yep. even the con most conservative voices have been, have been infiltrated, taken over and silenced the best and smartest, which of course, Tucker Carlson is the best and smartest of, of the, of all that. So I, I would encourage people to go watch as many of Tucker Carlson on X as you possibly can. You will actually become very informed on mm -hmm. probably the 10 most important subjects going on right now, including Ukraine, uh, you know, January 6th, um, all of these important um, debates that are going on. Yeah. Well, why don't we close in a, a word of prayer? Uh, one of you want yeah. to close this? Just, you know, there's a lot to pray for. I'd like to pray, make sure Jake is covered and, and his, um, you know, his co-prisoners and uh, just that the truth would come out. So, yeah, let's do it. Go for it. Father, we just come in the mighty name of Jesus, and we thank you for Jake. We thank you for the strength of the Spirit of God that's on him. Mm -hmm. He clearly has your Spirit, Lord. You are you are strengthening his body, mind, spirit, his um, everything about him. And we got God. We pray for protection over him. Thank you for protecting him for the time that he you know, he's been in there already. We thank you for protection over the other people that were arrested at, on J six. And Lord, we ask in the name of Jesus that you would bring um, justice mm -hmm. and deliverance. And truth, Lord, we pray for a victory, Father, that that the truth would be brought out, that the wickedness would be exposed, and those who perpetrated this wickedness on the American people mm -hmm. um, would justice would be yeah. brought to them, God. We, and we ask God, you as you bring justice, you would bring mercy, because you're a God of justice and mercy. And so, Lord, we're we're not here to um, bring down vengeance on 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 our enemies, but Lord, we say vengeance is yours, saith the Lord. You will repay. And we just say, God, would you repay the this injustice in uh, your perfect, righteous way? And we just we we lift these men up and these men and women that are th in there. And we say, Lord, let your spirit be with them. Send angels like you did with Peter in the jail to protect them, to speak to them, to minister to them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. We do ask for favor for this uh, change of venue uh, for for Jake, and we also. Um, we ask that you sustain Jake and all the, the J6 prisoners and every prisoner who is in prison, who has been put there unjustly or has had a trumped up charge or is having cruel and unusual 
punishment. You say, remember the prisoners with the compassion as though you yourself were feeling what they were feeling. So would you put it on the hearts of your people to, to keep um, prisoners in in uh, prayer as well as to support them. And we ask that you would show mercy and visit those prisoners, even in their prison cells. Yes. Amen. Good prayers. I think you both covered everything we wanted to uh, cover tonight. And so thank you uh, for listening. Uh, if, like us, tell some friends about it, uh, help get the word out. Uh, just really, I, I thought it was a good night tonight get to hear someone that has boots on the ground so it was a good night good night good night god bless y'all out there this has been wake the bear radio on ksco 1080 on your am 